listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, we know what happens when we keep spending and spending and spending in our personal finances. But what does that mean when the national government does it? And what does it mean about the national debt ceiling? We keep hearing about that. But how does that impact you and me? Let's talk about that today with Christian Financial Planner with Kenneth Frankie and Company, Glenn Zimmerman. Glenn, good morning. Good morning. Good to, good to be with you guys. Yeah, I figure since we're talking on this topic, I opened up the U.S. National Debt Clock. Org. Wow, is this just fun to watch? There is so much information here, Glenn, and we could spend a whole day just on this. Like, debt per taxpayer is $246,867. Wow. Per taxpayer. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a horror movie for nerds, you know? It's, oh, it's, no. it's kind of depressing. It yeah. keeps clicking around, but it says the U.S. <laughs> national debt is at 31.5 something or not. I don't, I don't know if that's quazillion. I don't even know what that number is. It's so far out there. It's, it's, it's way out there, though. Yeah, it is a big number. Um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, beyond big number. It's uh, it, it's enormous, and as you can see, that little clock. It's it's scary how it just kind of keeps spinning. It's it's, uh, it's kind of neat. They started that. Gosh, I think twenty years ago uh, to get to make people aware of it. And well, it's it's a problem. It's clicking around. Okay, so we've we've heard about this breach debt ceiling. Um, what does that even mean? Let's start there. Yeah. Uh, there are so many terms, and I think we just kind of hear them out there. Yeah, yeah, debt, deficit, you know, um, what in the world is that? And so let's, let's just spend a few seconds talking about these terms. The first one is, is deficit, and this is just simply the yearly amount that we're adding to this debt. Basically, when our expenses are more than our income, um, just like a family, that, then you have a deficit, and that adds to, to the debt. So the last time we had an annual surplus, which would be what we should be doing, right? Last time we had a surplus was 25 years ago. Mm. So we've had deficits each and every year for a long, long time. Um, and more recently during the pandemic, there were some ex- you know, extra large deficits because of that. So the debt itself, this 31 trillion, is the accumulation of all these deficits over time. And I think also we hear these terms, these numbers, and it's, it's hard to even grasp it. It's kind of like trying to explain eternity, you know? <laughs> so what is a trillion? So a trillion is a million million. And the best way to think of it is imagine this. So imagine if you could spend a million dollars each day, every day. The question is how long would it take you to spend $1 trillion? If you could spend a million every day, how long would it take you to spend it? Just $1 trillion. Uh, 10 and years? More than you might think. <laughs> How do long? I, do ten, I have, 10 years? Can I spend it on Amazon? <laughs> well, then it'd go really quick, right? Well, that, yeah. That's a lot of packages. <laughs> yeah. so, so how long would that take? Do you know? 2,740 years to spend. <laughs> to get it, It's unbelievable. And, and here's another wow. one I like. Uh, Imagine if you had an unlimited supply of $100 bills mm-hmm. and you're going to stack them. If you stack them three feet tall, you would have a million dollars. Okay, a billion dollars, and you're stacking hundred-dollar bills. That would be over half a mile tall, which is taller than the world's tallest building. And if you had a trillion dollars that you're going to stack with hundred-dollar bills, it would be six hundred and thirty miles high. This is double the height of the space station, 
and maybe I don't know 100 times Chinese balloon height. You know, so it's, <laughs> oh, it's no. way up there. Okay, <laughs> that's the new gauging. Okay, yeah, we we have to wow. use that now. So that so is it is crazy. a trillion is huge, and we're so right now debt is 30 trillion. Mm. So the, now let's so finally let's talk about the debt ceiling. So the debt ceiling is kind of rare in the world. It's I think the U.S. and maybe one other country like Denmark has this. Basically, it's simply a law that says Congress has to pass a law to raise our debt beyond a certain number, and they just keep extending it over time. So we cannot increase that debt without Congress taking action, and therein lies the, the problem. You know, um, and you might think, well, great, we just let's just not increase the debt anymore, problem solved. And as we'll talk about, that can create some really bad outcomes that may not be a great idea. Well, and and also friction, right? Because you have one side saying, we've got to address this. The other saying, well, we can do that, but we've got to deal with the spending we've already committed to. And there sometimes is gridlock, which is what we've seen the last few weeks. Yeah, gridlock. Sometimes gridlock, especially like for, for the financial markets, it's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. government just stay out, just mm-hmm. don't do anything. And that's good. There are other times where, you know, things they, they need to pass a budget or government funding or something like that for the government to actually operate. And, you know, that's where the friction can can become a problem. Um, and this, in my opinion, this, this could be one of them. And, and this has happened before. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, for some reason, the debt ceiling, we have this law. And um, and if they don't do anything, we we won't we won't have any more debt to raise, and and that could have some really bad consequences. All right. So if we look at this just a little differently, I mean, the the debt clock said that I owe what two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something like that as a taxpayer. Yep. So what? Who who do I owe this money to? Yeah, and this is the other thing. You're know, like, so we have this giant number. Why? Why do we have right. this debt? You know. So our whole system for you know it's it's not. The good way that it shouldn't be this way, but our whole system runs by the United States issuing more debt. And this is in the form of almost always U.S. Treasury bills and notes, you know, six month notes, one year notes, 10 year notes. Anybody can buy them. So we take money from people and governments and we promise to pay them interest uh, for that. And we're going to give them their money back at the end of the term. And there's a term that's called the full faith and credit of the United States. And that is really what, what's on the line. And so this debt is largely owed uh, to us, to U.S. citizens, investors. You have clients. We buy treasury. Everybody buys treasuries. Uh, if you go into the bank, you, you know, it's tied into that. The Federal Reserve itself owns a large portion of U.S. treasuries. Uh, other agencies, as they take in money, like through Social Security taxes, for instance, they'll buy treasuries. Uh, with their surplus until they need it later. And our debt in the United States is considered the best and strongest in the world. It's kind of like the oil for the world's economic engine. Um, and this is one reason I think why interest rates for U.S. Treasuries have, have stayed pretty low. When there's a lot of demand, that means we don't have to pay as much interest. Um, and there's been such demand for our debt that, that we can keep that interest low and, it, and the operating cost you know, is, is low. And that's another big concern is if we don't act on this, could the interest rates we have to pay on our debt go up dramatically? Hmm. We are talking with Christian financial planner Glenn Zimmerman about a topic that can so easily go above our heads when we hear about it in the news, when we hear about it, and we're trying to decipher what does this actually mean. I think the other question that's important is who do we owe the, the debt to? 
Right. And that's that's what that basically it is to like we said, it's our ourselves, it's our governments. Mm. Um, Japan is one of the largest holders of our debt. Of course, we hear a lot about China. They were just right. in the news. They owe a lot of our debt. And this is why it's interesting, because, you know, the rest of the world doesn't really want oh, hurt the United States, even our enemies. If we were to have a real problem with our debt. Um, it would affect the rest of the world dramatically. And, and that's why, um, you know, the rest of the world, even our enemies want us to solve this problem. So yes, it's ourselves, it's government agencies, and it's countries like Japan and China that we owe the debt to. All right. So huh. I, I guess I, I, there's so many questions here. I, I kind of, if I'm contrarian to this, I would say, well, that's their problem, not mine. So mm-hmm. what does happen if we don't go in this you know if, if we don't keep hitting our head on the debt ceiling what, what if we don't raise it what happens next yeah that's that's the uh i was gonna say a million dollar question it's not a big enough number it's a, it's a it's a that's the question right um we've it it's it's sort of unknown ter- uh, territory and the problem i think is that we do live in such gridlock environment like you mentioned earlier eric and um there's this misunderstanding about what the debt ceiling is this is not a budget. You know, every year under both political parties for decades, our government has run deficits that have increased the debt. And both parties have raised the debt close to 80 times in the past to pay for these expenditures. Um, and every year the government decides what and how much to spend money on defense and education and so forth. That's a budget. This is not that. The debt ceiling does not control our budget. Um, when people and governments buy our debt, that funds our government budget. So we have a lot of people, uh, a lot of governments expecting us to pay back the U.S. Treasuries that, that have been issued. And so raising the debt ceiling is not increasing spending. It is paying for the spending that's already occurred. And that is the, the real key point, I think. And if there's not a resolution, the debt ceiling isn't raised then the United States would default on its debt for the first time ever. And this is my view and a view of a lot of other people. That really would be a, a, just a disaster. There would be a worldwide ripple effect because the U.S. is 25% of the world's economy. That The value of our dollar would, would probably crash. We wouldn't be able to fund our military at some point. We couldn't pay federal workers. Medicare would be affected, Social Security. Um, and of course, the financial markets would react very negatively. Nothing good would come out of that. And the best way to understand this, it, it really is like a family that's just run up, say they run up a lot of credit cards over Christmas, they've got multiple mortgages on the house. And instead of working, working something out, maybe refinance or something, they just say, you know, what, we're not paying anymore. That's it. And if you're that family, you're going to expect there's going to be some bad consequences if you don't pay your debts. It's just mm-hmm. So this is just not an option for our country and, and our economy. That being said, to your point, Eric, this is this does not mean we should not be more fiscally fiscally responsible and financially responsible for our government in our budget for both our income and our expenses. Um, but this is not that fight. That's mm-hmm. a fight over a budget, you know, down the road. But truly defaulting and not raising the debt limit could have some very, very severe consequences. All right. So what is the bottom line in our takeaway as we discuss where we are right now? Well, I think it's helpful to kind of say, listen, um, this is this has happened before. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like um, we we go through these kind of these crises uh, over and over. This one is a little more serious. There does not seem to be um, a path to a quick resolution. 
Uh, of course, we have a divided government. We have one party controlling the Senate, another party controlling the, the House. Um, you know, they, they have to get together. And I do think it's helpful if we go back in time a little bit. And I remember this, um, you, you know, we, we talked about the great financial crisis for, for some time, uh, 15 years ago in 2008. Um, 2011, just a few years after that, we had a similar period where the debt ceiling became a big deal. And um, we got very close. There was real concern at that point as to what would happen if Congress didn't act. And in the summer of that year, we did breach the debt limit for a period of time. And we got very close to not being able to pay for things. The world reacted quite quickly. Um, the stock market dropped 20% in a hurry. Uh, and I think Congress kind of went, whoa, okay, we, 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 gotta, we gotta fix this, guys. And they did it kind of at the last minute. But there was some damage, um, and that damage was for the first time, the actual rating for our U.S. debt. Every you know corporation, every government has a rating of quality. AAA is the best, and our debt went from AAA down to AA plus. And you know there was a concern, like what would that mean? I think because we were coming out of the recession, and the rest of the world was kind of worse off than we were, we got through that downgrade okay. Uh, but that our debt rating has remained only AA plus since then, and it's because of you know this fight over the debt ceiling that we keep having over and over. Mm -hmm. So we need to get this fixed, you know, one way or the other. We need to be more financially responsible, but we cannot get close to defaulting on our debt. Um, but you know, I would say this is where I think as Christians we can kind of step back and go, you know, there's a lot of stuff out of our control, right? Mm -hmm. And and I look at it and I think I am so thankful that I am blessed to, to live in this amazing country, even with all of its gridlock and, and problems. And I do believe that we have a God that, that is in control of even, even Congress. You know, it's hard to believe sometimes, but even that, he's, he's in control. And he's going to work it out. You know? So I think we, we do what we can. I think we stay informed. And I think it's important to keep praying for our leaders. You know, keep praying for our leaders, even the ones we don't agree with. You know, as hard as that is, I think it's really important. We pray for them. We trust in the Lord, um, you know, and I think of uh, a very popular verse, but boy, it comes to mind in, in Philippians chapter four, don't be anxious about anything, including this, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, we present our request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It could get as the Brits say, it could get a little sporty here over the next few months with, <laughs> with the markets and things. But, uh, but I, think, I think we'll get through this. And as people of faith, we, we have confidence that we're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that perspective, Glenn. Mm -hmm. I, I think we all need it as, um, you know, part of all of this story, it seems to be, is let's make everybody a little anxious just so that we can um, somehow use this to our advantage. I, I feel like that's how a lot of this happens. So your perspective that you just gave us helps us just pull back a little bit and say, okay, let's let's really uh, remember who's in charge here and uh, that we can rest in his good graciousness to us because it is he is a good and gracious God. 